Hello everyone, this is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number. Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will solve your life challenge by giving you 5 different options to choose from. And our guests will answer five exciting questions while live on air. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello, everyone. This is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, and today, like usually for the last couple of weeks, we have another special guest. But maybe this guest is even more special than others. What do you think, Marta? I think that I will not say anything about that so that no one feels less or more special. As we are in Denmark and, you know, we kind of are all good. Shit. Okay, yes, this is true. Well, I wanted to uh, just welcome Stoyan very, very much. This episode is a bit special. Maybe Stoyan is not so special, okay? Stoyan, do you take it uh, as an as a offense because I'm trying now to save my face in front of our other guests? You are special like anyone else, right? Yeah, that, that sounds even better. Thank you. No. <laughs> okay, differently. Everyone is unique and everyone is special, but this episode will be special. I know, guys. Amusement. I should be a stand-up comedian, I think, sometimes, but sometimes not. Finally, somebody in my life thinks that I'm special. Thank you so much, Anna. You are very special because you are here and you will be the first guest who will actually answer the questions from our listeners because this time we tried something new. Uh, we encouraged our listeners to ask our special guest questions up front so then they have a chance to respond while we are recording this program. So, Stoyan, are you ready for the questions? Absolutely. Perfect. But before the questions, let us introduce Stoyan, who is, as you know, already very special. Stoyan is, and I will quote that, and Stoyan, I actually have stole it from your website. So... Let's see how you feel with your own description. Economist, film producer, productivity and performance expert and keynote speaker. Is all of that correct? That's correct, yes. Okay, perfect. So we know that you are not lying on your website. That's that's a good starting that's point. A, that's a good starting point, yes. And you are an entrepreneur with passion for growing people and businesses. Born and raised in Bulgaria. That's correct. And you studied your major in Denmark, in where you have been living and working for the last several years now. And you also work with brands globally and often get involved to speak at international business and creative conferences, sharing your best advice in areas of productivity and performance. I think you're pretty special. Thank you, Anna. You are very welcome, Marta. So, uh, did you learn something new about Stoyan from this nice description? I really like your descriptions. You did your job well, you know, thinking about how to tell a story about yourself. Very nice. Thank yeah. you. And I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, for those of you who are only listeners, you got to know that these two ladies are extremely good in, um, you know, organizing everything and making a guest feel so comfortable. Like, I just want to say thank you for being super professional in uh, all the organization and uh, leading the show, doing all the brand and the design. So uh, good job, ladies. Keep it up. Oh thank my God. you. Thank, thank you, Stoyan, especially after my, <laughs> my introduction about being special or not special. I feel really <laughs> grateful. <laughs> 
that I at least you feel comfortable. And well, actually, for everyone who would consider be our guest, what we try to do here all the time is to make our guests comfortable. Uh, this is just uh, like a conversation we would have at the coffee shop or a, or a little bar or something. So we don't want to be, you know, stuck up. That's why we are trying to make fun and jokes. So you feel like you're home with us, right? Yeah. But I would like to ask you then, just to check a little bit. Can you say something in Bulgarian? Да, разбира се, мога да кажа много неща на български и се надявам, че много хора също от България ще слушат подкаста. Okay, I have not thought this out well because I have no way to verify if that was a Bulgarian or not, but sounded convincing. Marta, what do you think? I think it definitely sounded convincing. I was in Bulgaria when I was five, so I surely remember the language very well and I kind of confirm that it was Bulgarian. Oh, Marta, you saved me. Okay, but that sounded convincing. You definitely know a language that we don't know. And I think the first question I would like to ask you is why productivity and performance from where this this came from why your interest is exactly in this area i mean i'm gonna get back to uh, my description and uh, the background and the story um basically for me productivity is a mindset it's a it's a way of living where you focus on your attention on your time on things that matter most to you um and I've gone through uh, certain periods. I've got uh, burnout. So on the way, we're going to speak about uh, peak performers. Uh, I consider myself somebody who's uh, having high goals, ambitious person. Um, and I've gone through uh, some periods where I didn't know how to manage my time. I didn't know anything about productivity. So I had to go through struggles and uh, you know burnouts, confusion, which led me to a part to really try to figure out how can I be more smart about my time? Because, I mean, think about it. We have so little time. I mean, uh, the average lifespan is uh, somewhere between 85, 90. It's probably going to go higher now with the technology and everything. But still, we have very little time. Uh, and there's so much time we spend on the, you know, errands, let's say, or like you're sleeping uh, one third of your life. And uh, I mean, how much time is really left for you, for the things that matter to you? Uh, so that's what I'm all about right now. Um, maximizing my own time and helping others to to get the most out of their time, living purposefully, uh, living uh, a life by design instead of being way too much into the flow. And we're going to speak about that as well. Uh, where is the balance between being structured, uh, purposeful, setting clear goals and plans and letting go and being in the moment and being present? I think there is a fair balance, but uh, that's why I'm all about um, helping people, helping businesses to be more productive by spending time on things that matter most, producing results instead of uh, only, you know, saying I'm busy, I'm busy. Busy doesn't make productive. Um, so uh, that's that's what I'm about. Yeah, uh, totally. And what I like about you, except of the fact that you're obviously special, is that you are one of those people, and we actually have quite some people like this on a show, that have been through something personally. It was their personal struggle or uh, something that they wanted to change in their life. And when they figured out how to do it, they just feel this urge or, or calling to share it with others. And I think that this is uh, very authentic, and I'm really convinced to work with people like this. So thank you for sharing that. Definitely, yeah. And it's very close to my heart what you're talking about, this productivity versus flow and finding this balance in how to be productive for the right things for yourself and at the same time not to get too busy and not to get into this, you know, spinning wheel 
but actually find also the time and space to actually be in the moment and enjoy your life uh, as you are so very close to my heart. Yeah, so we actually have really high hopes here, Stoyan, for your five strategies. So, you know, no pressure. Let's get going. But we really want to hear them. But before that, we have actually agreed before the show that we will make a little survey or we will just ask our listeners. We have done it on LinkedIn. I think, Stoyan, you did it on Instagram, right? We would like to ask three different questions about productivity and happiness. So the first one was, can you be a productive high achiever and be miserable at the same time? Which was for me... A particularly interesting question. I was really uh, looking forward to see the answers. So before I will reveal some of the most interesting quotes, I would like to ask you, Stoyan. So can you be a you know high performer and achiever, but still feel miserable? I think the sad truth is that uh, the majority of super achievers are somewhere in this um, kind of prison. I think you can definitely be super achiever produce a lot of uh, results, you know, achieve things, build businesses, invent products, whatever. But often it goes with sacrificing your personal life, uh, sacrificing your balance, sacrificing with the things that matter also to you in, in terms of like, you know, your relationships, your health, your friends, your social life, everything. So, yeah, that in my perspective, that's, that's also often happening, unfortunately. So I think, um, yeah, uh, many people can can get into this what do you call it, like a dark, dark psycho or something, yeah? Yeah. Okay, Marta, what do you think? Yeah, definitely, you know, I am thinking about this kind of, like, people that, you know, they are achieving goals and they think, because achieving goals, having that achievement, it gives you this moment of satisfaction. It gives you the moment of a be pleasure or something like that, you know, but it comes and then it goes. And then very often even people achieve something and they actually soon after go down because, okay, I achieved my goal, but I'm still not feeling happy. And then they say, okay, so I'm going to set up the next goal for myself because at least for a moment I was feeling some kind of positive feeling about myself. So I think it's very easy to get into this. You know, I always have the vision of the hamster that running in their, you know, circle because you're trying to chase something, you know, like setting out this goal and you're trying to chase it to get there. But when you get there, you don't feel really what you are expecting to feel. You don't feel this real overwhelming joy and, you know, this fulfillment. It's something that comes just for a moment when it's not for the right purpose. So, yeah, I I will tell you guys, I will reveal the big secret. Most of people who have answered to this question on LinkedIn said exactly the same. Yes, it's very possible to be a high achiever and be miserable in the same time. We actually have a really cool story from one guy, which I will quote in a moment. But after I received a couple of those answers, I was okay, guys, I really need to tell you that for me, this is a tricky question. And that's because... If you are miserable, and let's agree that miserable is an umbrella term for being either depressed or uh, sad or angry or stressed or just not there with your mind where you want to be, right? If you are miserable, what motivates you? From where the motivation comes from? I even gave them hints like, is it ego, pride, money, fear, drugs, alcohol? What is your motivator? Because it is scientifically proven when you are not happy or when you are stressed or depressed or down or apathic, you simply lose your motivation, right? So I was wondering how 
is it possible to still keep on achieving while being miserable? And then there was one answer from, I think his name is Alan. Okay, if I will screw it up, then I'm sorry. Alan, Alan Goff. Alan has actually wrote his story. And there is a very interesting question, guys, at the end, which I would like you to reflect upon. So he has wrote that in simplicity, the answer is yes. I was one four years, meaning the high achiever who was miserable. A very productive high achiever who sets records, won awards and gained national recognitions, changed and influenced my industry at that time, opened multi-branch offices, increased revenue 150% while retaining a 35% profit margin and eliminating a million dollar debt all within 12 weeks of period of time. And then he writes... And I was absolutely miserable. I hated my career, my life, my company, which I owned, my industry, you name it. The question for me is, how long can or will you endure the misery until either physically, mentally, emotionally, you cannot just take it anymore? So my question was, how long can you do it if you're miserable and high achieving? What is your thought about this one? Um, My thought is that I actually want to get back to I think where all this comes from is partly our educational system and our societal norms of what success means. We are constantly looking into those, you know, billionaires or, you know, the models on the magazines and and all those kind of seemingly successful people. We don't see actually what's happening in the back of the story and we don't have the tools to deal with the complexity of the environment nowadays uh, in a way. So we see, maybe we learn the tools, how to build a business, how to grow this career, or whatever success means for us. But we don't necessarily uh, try to learn also the tools, how to deal with the, you know, the challenges, the adversity that comes on the way, right? And that's where the problem comes. I think what matters is to build a purposeful life, a life that you live on your terms, having a clear picture, being brutally honest about what is the price you have to pay if you are to engage in this kind of a lifestyle. If I want to work 70-hour weeks, if I want to build this business, this, you know, maybe have a billion-dollar company in 10 years, if that's my goal, then I do have to know that I have to pay like a big price, right? And knowing that, I need to also set up my lifestyle in a way that my, my body and my mind is going to endure throughout those periods. And I think that's where people has to first, they have to figure out what is the lifestyle that I want? Do I want to be, am I a family person? Am I a a super achiever who is willing to work a lot of hours? And how many hours do I actually want to spend with my friends, with, on my relationship, on recharging myself? Am I willing to pay this price? You mentioned a story about somebody who, who had to spend um, several weeks in this miserable place. I would argue if these weeks were purposefully spent, meaning uh, there's this long-term picture, I'm going to work my ass off for these six weeks, 12 weeks. And after that, because I know that it's going to help me to to build my business and then I can lower my hours and I'll spend more time with my family. I have a really good story uh, I just want to share. A friend of mine is um, one of the lead creators of uh, Adventure Time, the Cartoon Network show. Have you guys seen it? No. No. Uh, It's a really cool show. Uh, Basically, what he did is he pushed himself for a few years to create the show. He made a certain amount of money. He's not rich, but he made some money. Uh, he was really into the show, but that wasn't the lifestyle he wanted. You know, he was maybe working 70 hours, 80 hours to produce the episodes and everything to be high quality. Then he, he made a couple of seasons, 
and then he retired from uh, from this job. He went uh, to Vermont. He bought a little forest. He built a, a house, uh, you know, on the tree. And then now he's working 20, 30 hours. He's doing freelance work from, you know, having Wi-Fi on the tree, on the house. And, <laughs> and what he says is, I'm, I'm really a family guy. I was really lucky to go through a lot of adversity when I was young, which taught me to be self-aware. And I figured out, hey, I'm a family guy. I'm going to work my ass off for this period. I'm going to make a little bit of money. And I'm going to make a brand so I can sustain myself doing the things that matter. That's a productive life for me. Now, I'm not ever going to be a forest kind of guy, I guess, myself. But I really respect that he knows who he is and he lives life on his terms. On the opposite side, you have also those entrepreneurs, you know, people who just live. It's in their blood to be uh, business people. That's fine. What would be the ultimate week? How many hours do you want to work? Where do you want to be? And then, obviously, in the short term, you know, you might have to do some sacrifices. Like, I met an, a, a guy on a Go More trip, you know, these car sharing services. And he's a millionaire right now. And we had this discussion uh, really in-depth about business. And he's now 30 years in the company. They're making a lot of millions. It's a great culture and so on. Basically, what he shared with me, and I think a lot of people have to hear that, is the first 10 years in the company, we were working 80-hour weeks, three partners, and we started making profit after year 10. You know, they got some investment, some uh, stuff from the bank and so on. It takes a lot of time to build something. And you, you girls know what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it really takes a lot of time to, it's not the quick fix kind of solution. So uh, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. I really like your take on it. That's first of all, and not only because you're special, but because it's actually super, super uh, smart. I think that it's, a sign of a mindful person to plan something like this upfront. This is a sacrifice or this is a period when I will endure. But then I know what will happen next. If you don't have that horizon, if you don't have that plan, you find yourself in a constant, like Marta said, this kind of a hamster wheel. But there is also another aspect that came to my mind that sometimes there are people who are into, let's say, jobs, high level profile jobs in corporations, and they are just high achieving, high achieving, high achieving, and they are not happy. But they don't, it's not like even they are working for their own business. There is something, there are some people who just have this setup, psychological setup, that they have an identity of a high achiever. If they don't achieve, they feel like they failed. Or actually, we got one comment and I didn't include it here because it was a last time comment. It was from a woman who said that for years, because of the way her father taught her uh, what is the ethic of working, she put for herself such a high standards. And for instance, if she was getting late to work she was already feeling stressed and she was feeling like she failed so basically you are just chasing something and you don't even know why and you are being miserable so that's also another side of, of this story so I think there are people who are maybe crossing the line when they are trying to fulfill their dream by let's say setting up a business and there are also people who don't even know why they are doing what they are doing. And I think those are the people who are going on burnouts, stress leaves in, in companies, or are simply getting into a point of apathy. And, you know, the life doesn't have sense anymore because I don't know. It's like uh, whatever I touch, I'm great. I achieve and I am never happy. What do you think about that, guys? I think that this is a very interesting point And this is a very 
big topic and we could spend, uh, you know, hours uh, talking about it and the different types of people, whether you do it with your own company or whether you do it at the corporation. I think it has something to do with how you are able to perceive yourself as a success or a failure. So if you build entire, all the way you perceive yourself based on the results that you get at the company or at the business, you will continue doing that because you are unable to find it within you. So you are waiting for the external gratification to give you at least something. It's not the thing. But it's at least something. So you continue doing it because you don't know how to get it internally. That's in a nutshell and a very, you know, very basic level. I think that's true for many people. Great point, Marta, actually, I have to say. It's a, it's a very interesting, yeah, it's something definitely, guys, to think about. But I think we are closing to presenting your five strategies, uh, Stoyan. Of course, we, like always, we have two episodes. Just before you will give us your headlines, I would just like to ask you, please give us your definition of productivity because we also had this discussion. It depends what you mean by productive. And we got a couple of uh, different definitions from people we will, which we will include in the show notes of this episode so you can read it. But Stoyan, what does it mean to be productive actually in, for you, of course? For me, productivity means spending your time on the things that matter most to you, your highest priorities and getting the right things done. Okay, I, I allow it. I allow it, Marta. I like this uh, a lot. I like this because, of course, you can think about productivity like it's the ability to produce output, right? But what does it really bring you if you are producing not the right output? So I love looking at it that for me, productivity is providing output of the right things for me. So I really like this approach. Totally, totally, because you can be productive at something that is totally uh, irrelevant. And then question is, are you productive, right? So Stoyan, I would like to hear your five strategies. First, the headlines, and we will dig into the first one, if we can, of course. Right. So uh, number one, get clear what matters most to you. Number two, develop an outcome-focused, outcome-free mindset. Number three, Tame the monkey mind, learn to focus and single task. Number four, block time each day for daily reflections and time management. And number five, win the start and the end of your day with productive habits and rituals. Okay, so far, so good. I love it, actually. There is a lot of things that caught my attention, especially the monkey uh, reference. But let's start with the first one, which is get clear what matters most to you. And I think this actually really nicely uh, comes back to what we just discussed, right, guys? So just briefly explain us what does it mean, although it's kind of obvious, but we want to know. There's a research that, uh, that showed that in 2017 alone, we produced more content, more data than the previous 5,000 years combined. And the same time, you can see a lot of researches. I think there was one from 2005, if I'm not confused, uh, from Microsoft, saying that our attention spam is dramatically, drastically decreasing, and it's lower than uh, the attention span of a goldfish. Maybe you've Which seen is this five second, uh, seconds, right? Well, I saw Nemo, and they said that it's five seconds for a goldfish. I don't know about Nemo. I think it's eight uh, by the research. But, uh, really? <laughs> maybe Nemo has five. I don't know. 
But yeah, actually, uh, Nima was a complicated fish with a very difficult background. He has a lot of childhood issues, yeah. but we're not going to go there. No. <laughs> so um, getting clear on what matters to you, it's not just in your career, business life. It's about um, what is my core? And I, I can give you, you know, a bit of ideas and tools maybe here. What are the areas in my life that matter most to me? Um, and you know, the first thing is you need to set some time to really reflect and think about at this current moment of my life, what matters most? Um, okay, maybe relationship was area, business is another area, um, your career improvement, your uh, finances, your physical body. Like, I don't know, everybody has their own areas, but define what's the core areas of improvement and try to, to, to get down to, you know, six to 10 areas, maybe not so much. And this could could be for you the kind of the the north star. So when you're planning your your month or your your week and you're prioritizing where to invest your time, you are looking into all these areas and you're like, okay, let me see if I'm putting enough energy in all of these areas. Or maybe I wanna you know focus a little bit on the business because I have this product launch, uh, but then the next week I wanna get back more with the family thing. So so defining what's the the areas that matter most to you. Um, I'm recommending also a really interesting tool. Uh, I'm a facilitator of the passion test, uh, which is a test developed by Janet Atwood. And it's basically a tool which um, it's a heart driven approach. So uh, you kind of switch your head and you try to figure out what are the things that make me most happy? Uh, what are the, the top passions in my life? Right. Uh, and there, it's a process in which you first write down 10 to 15 of your passions currently with no restrictions. If I have all the time and money, what would be the things you answer yourself the question uh, or you continue the sentence when my life is so ideal, I and then you write down whatever comes to mind. And then there is a process in which you compare everything with everything and you figure out what is top five and you create markers, which is the evidence that you are living your passions 10 out of 10. Uh, so a number one passion last time for me was enjoy being a world-class keynote speaker and inspire people, right? So with the group I was with, we brainstormed my markers and they were like, oh, if you are this, living in 10 out of 10, then uh, you are speaking in a stadium in front of 100,000 people. You are sharing stage with Bill Clinton, Tony Robbins, and so on and so forth. Um, this was this is just for inspiration, right? Like you, you figure out what your passions are. What what would mean that I really live them ten out of ten? It's kind of your long term desire where I want to be. But at the same time, I want to start living it today, right? Then you can also go logical. This is more the hard driven approach. You can go logical uh, when you define your key core areas that you want to spend your time areas of improvement. You you can set certain goals, and goals are a lot more tangible, a lot more rational mind, right? Um, that's the specific outcome, which is leading to the second step, specific outcome or a goal I want to achieve by this deadline. It's very concrete. Um, maybe it's uh, I want to you have a fitness goal. Uh, you see yourself, you put a picture in the mirror with maybe your head and, and like the body of uh, some, somebody you want to be. I don't know. Uh, like this is your goal. I want to weight uh, these kilos and I want to be have this energy by 15th of December. So you define by those from these areas of improvement, you define what are the goals uh, that you want to achieve. And it's kind of, you know, you want to focus because when you focus, it's much more likely you're going to achieve uh, what you want. And it's so much easier to say no to the crazy amount of choices and demands that come from outside. 
So you you live life on your terms by simply having a discipline to, to decide what matters most to me in my personal life, in my business life. How can I make sure that I spend the majority of my time within these core areas so I have a happy and productive life? Uh, Stoyan, this made a lot of sense and I think I will ask you some questions regarding the first strategy. But for now, we have to finish this episode because we are almost close to half an hour. So thank you so much for being here, Stoyan, and you are a very special guest for us. So we will have you on the second episode. Uh, Marta, thank you very much for co-hosting and dear listeners, please tune in for the next episode when we will go through four remaining strategies on how to be productive, achieve what you want, and be happy. So bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See you guys next time. Yes, bye-bye. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks! <laughs>